Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to The World in 10, your daily roundup of the biggest stories from across the world written by our correspondents and contributors at The Times of London. I'm Jenny Barsby. On today's podcast, we'll get the latest on the devastating tornado which has hit southern US states. I also speak to a veteran BBC journalist who tracked down the MI5 spy who played a pivotal role in the Northern Ireland peace process. And finally, could you really kill your own dinner? We start with a devastating tornado which has ripped through several southern U.S. states, killing at the time of recording at least 26 people. There it is! Oh my gosh! So these severe storms hit Mississippi, Alabama and Texas on Friday, producing hail the size of golf balls and prompting authorities to warn residents they were in a life-threatening situation. Today's Times of London features a video of US television weatherman Matt LeBorn, who could see minute by minute, street by street, the dire enormity of what was unfolding on his computer screen. This is a strong, life-threatening tornado. So, Amory, we need to be in our tornado safe place. We got a new scan coming in here as we speak. Oh, man. Like, north side of Amory, this is coming in. Oh, man. Dear Jesus, please help them. Amen. Sadly, in this case, prayers were not enough. Communities along a stretch of, well, more than 100 miles were spun to a pulp. Neighbourhoods transformed into scrapyards, homes and businesses shredded, their contents scattered. The pictures are heartbreaking. Today's Times of London reports how storm chasers tailed the tornado in reinforced vehicles recording meteorological data and imagery. And then they helped to rescue the victims and actually ferry them to hospital. One of them was Stephanie Cox. A lot of these houses were just completely leveled, gone. Cars were just mangled messes. There was all sorts of debris in the trees. The trees were pretty much like debarked, um, which is, you know, a strong indicator of a pretty violent tornado, but it just, it like looked like a war zone. You could, you know, smell gas, but it pretty much just looks like a bomb has gone off. Joe Biden has declared a federal emergency for the area's hardest hit, while the administrator of the Federal Emergency Management Agency is scheduled to visit the state to evaluate the destruction. Why not take out a time subscription so you can keep up to date with this story as it happens and the others featured in today's podcast. This year marks the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, also known as the Belfast Agreement. Now, this historic deal brought an end to more than 30 years of violent conflict in Northern Ireland, creating a new devolved power-sharing government representing both nationalists and unionists. But the real story behind that agreement is more like something straight out of a James Bond movie. 
Today, The Times of London brings you an exclusive interview with veteran BBC journalist Peter Taylor. Now, he tells the inside story of Robert, the MI5 agent who went rogue to broker a ceasefire. The story is long with many twists and turns. The crux of it, if I can get to the crux of it, is that Robert, who still can't be named, decided to take matters into his own hands, attending a meeting with Martin McGuinness, the then leader of the IRA, saying he had the full authority of the British government. He didn't. And uttering the following words, which are in fact not true. The final solution is union. This island will be as one. I caught up with Peter Taylor earlier and asked him how significant those words were. The IRA, Martin McGuinness and Jerry Kelly, actually believed what Robert was saying and believed that Robert represented the British government. He was known to the IRA as the British government representative. So when he said what he said, McGuinness and Kelly believed that this this was these were the words of the British government and this was the British government's intent. There could not have been a Good Friday agreement without the IRA declaring a ceasefire. And I think what Robert did at that meeting by uttering these unauthorised words was give the IRA the incentive to push ahead with the peace process and declare the ceasefire, in fact, two ceasefires. So Robert played, I think, an important contribution. Now, as I mentioned earlier, this is but a snapshot of what actually took place all those years ago. I had nine minutes of time with Peter. Sadly, I can't share the full podcast of his interview with you because obviously I need to cover other things. But the full article is on The Times Online with extracts from Peter's book, Operation Chiffon, the secret story of MI5 and MI6 and the road to peace in Ireland. And that is out on Thursday. Brooke Shields, child star, wife of tennis legend Andre Agassi and good friends with Michael Jackson. But a new documentary blows the lid on the now 57-year-old's extraordinary life. And ahead of its broadcast next month, Brooke has sat down with The Times columnist and features writer Hadley Freeman for an in-depth look at what's to come. She was incredibly engaged, honest, um, you know, very open, happy to answer questions about anything, which I wasn't expecting, and also um, to say new things about aspects of her life, which she had talked about previously. So really kind of like a dream interview subject. Those new things about certain aspects of her life included her relationship with her mother. Now, this is a woman Brooke has been defending and justifying pretty much since she learned to talk. But how do you defend a woman who agrees to let you pose nude for Playboy at the age of 10, yes, 10, and then allows you to play the role of a child prostitute a year later in the film Pretty Baby? What on earth was this mother thinking, allowing her child to do this? And yet at the same time, Terry really managed to keep Brooke Shields safe. You know, for all the criticism, Brooke Shields never went off the rails, unlike every other child star. Famously stayed a virgin until she was 22, went to Princeton. So on the one hand, Terry really didn't protect her in her career. But on the other hand, she really protected her in her personal life. 
Hadley describes Brooke as delightful company, writing there is none of the starriness you might expect from someone who's been described as an icon since before puberty. The full article is online now. OK, I have a question for you. If you had to, bear with me, would you kill your own dinner? Now, I admit to having asked myself this question during my life more than once, and the answer I came up with was a resounding and, I'm afraid, rather cowardly no. But author and journalist Laura Dodsworth decided... Yes, she could. Her story is in today's Times of London. My colleague, Amy Gill, has been having a look. Laura's piece is incredibly interesting, albeit not for the faint of heart, especially as it dives straight into her connecting with a quail and then dispatching it, which is a nice way of saying she killed it. Why would anybody put themselves through that? Well, for Laura who loves animals, this was an experiment. She wanted to challenge herself to find out how the process of killing her own dinner would change her. And I spoke to her about the experience. It did change me because I felt the weight of responsibility of making sure that the animal wasn't unnecessarily stressed and doing it as kindly as I can. And um, I really did have quite a moment with the quail. And it's funny because the quail is the littlest one. It's the one that Zoe, the smallholder, told me I'd have the least trouble with, but I had the most trouble with it. It was very, very cute. And it looked me right in the eye. We had a long old period of eye contact before I pulled its head off. It's a moment that has stuck with me. It's, It's indelible. Its eyes burned onto my brain. The turkey was an awful lot easier. The piece is definitely one to go in with an open mind, something Laura feels very passionately about, and is really summed up in the end of the piece when Laura says, I love animals, I love eating meat. Now, before I go into today's sports section of the Times of London, it's a fascinating piece on how football has managed to continue in war-torn Ukraine. The country's national team will face England in their European qualifier later at Wembley Stadium in London. But how does a team cope during a war footing? This article describes how matches are played without fans. They need permission from local military administrations and are often interrupted by air raid alerts. Now, despite these odds, 11 young men draped in blue and yellow flags will later walk out at Wembley Stadium to stand side by side with hands on hearts, ready to recite the words of a poem originally written in 1862. Ukraine's freedom and glory has not yet perished. And that's it for today's World in 10 podcast. We're back tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.